Welcome to Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit, the podcast where we dissect who framed Roger Rabbit one minute at a time, with special guest Alex Robinson. You heard that right. We are here, minute 42. I am Chris Blair, and I'm here with Annie McMullen. Hello, hello. And joining us again, the, the, what, I guess what an animator is to a cartoon character, he is to Movies by Minutes podcast. We've got Alex Robinson. Hi, glad to be here. Great to have you back. Uh, so with, with all these movies, you've gotten so intimately involved with different movies. Would you say one of the ones you've done is your favorite movie, like the Star Wars or Godfather? Huh, that's a good question. You know, it's funny because when you do a, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but it changes your relationship with a movie to do a Movies by Minutes podcast about it. Uh, it's almost like you can't even put it in the same categories as other movies because it's like, almost like part of a project you've done. So it's hard to look at it just as its own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I do really love Star Wars and I really love The Godfather. I also do Godfather Minute. I do think Godfather is a better movie than Star Wars. Mm. I'll go on a limb and say that. Um, So yeah, does that answer your question more or less? Yeah, I guess so. I get, well, what would you say if, if somebody asked you point blank, what is your favorite movie? What would you say? I try to come up with a lot of like <laughs> qualifications and things like that. So yeah. uh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to answer that question either. Okay. Well, then I'll, I'll ask this question. What is your least favorite movie? My least <laughs> favorite movie is probably um, Missing in Action 2, The Beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, only because I don't like the fact that the second movie is The Beginning. It's, it's, it's confusing. Yeah, that's not right. So yeah, that's what I. Uh, what about you guys? What's what's your, what's your favorite? What's your least favorite movies? Group? Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, I could tell you. I could tell you. I think I'm gonna go with Weekend at Bernie's too, because Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Why have you seen that? <laughs> well, I I did love the first one because when I saw the first one uh, at that time, pretending someone like moving around a dead body, pretending it was alive, was the height of comedy for me, and. Um, I was so excited for the sequel and that was the first time because at that point I thought all sequels were great even better than the original and that was the first time I saw a sequel where I experienced disappointment and since then it's been pretty much nothing but disappointment from seeing sequels. The Bernie's Bernie's barrier. Yeah, the Bernie's Uh, barrier. I I thought I didn't have an answer to this but I realized that very recently I, I found my answer and its name is Space Jam 2. Mm. um ace jam two we all pick twos yeah yeah um it's the worst it's the worst movie i've i've ever seen i think um because here's the thing i can hate watch a movie like and laugh and have a good time you know and not really hate it like i went to see cats in the theater um on purpose early uh and that this one you can't even do that it's not even enjoyable to like make fun of it because it's just basically a however long it is it's definitely 100 minutes too long um it's just a like weird sizzle reel for everything warner brothers has ever made uh it's the worst it's the worst thing i've ever seen it's a pox on mm-hmm. lebron james who i really like mm-hmm. it's appropriate yeah. that you would pick a movie that also mixes live action with animation right 
It's it, it's like we have a scale and it's Space Jam 2 to Who yeah. Framed Roger Rabbit and everything can fall uh, somewhere on that scale. Well, I hope this one is no one's least favorite movie, uh, but we're here with Probably 42. Someone. Probably someone. <laughs> I wonder if it is someone listening to this. If you're hate listening to this podcast, please let us know. We're so, I'm so interested to know why someone really hates this movie. Because it's got to be a weird, quirky reason. Over at uh, Godfather Minute, we have a few, at least a few listeners who have never seen the movie. Only wow. listening to our interpretation of it, which is a very weird thing to think about. Well, are they not even watching the minutes, like minute to minute? They're just completely going. I don't think so. I think they're just just going based on our description of it. What and they inter- and they've revealed themselves to you. They've admitted yes. this publicly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, the only thing I can think of is like people who listen to Star Wars Minute and were just like, "Oh, I like. I think that guy's funny. I'll just listen to him talk." You know, because obviously, like in this. Like on this show, we kind of go far afield. It's not like we are only talking about you know, the Godfather. So, anyway, yeah. we appreciate all our listeners, as I'm sure you got you uh, you all. Can. We it. appreciate most of you. Mm, <laughs> fair enough. Fair you enough. know, you know who we're talking about. <laughs> Always, there has to be a least favorite listener by definition. Yeah, so. yeah there's got to be. There's got Don't to be. Don't worry, it's not you. It's not you. We're talking about that other person. Over there. Yeah, that guy is the worst. Yeah. Oh, guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Or gal. Or gal. We're here. Minute 42 of the movie. Minute 42 begins with Smartass the Weasel saying, We just want the rabbits, and ends with him saying, Search the place, boys. Um, Eddie kind of does this little psych out trick on Roger where he, he makes it look like he's not going to help him. He says, um, You know, what are you talking about? They just want the rabbit. Um, Eddie's big turning point. I would say if, you know, you're kind of doing the, the five act structure, this is the lead into the third act where Eddie's just, Eddie makes that conscious decision that he's going to help Roger out. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, kind of when Rod, when Eddie steps up and becomes that hero we want him to be. So, uh, nice Eddie. Yeah. Why does he fake him out? Is he really not on the, is he really on the fence? Hmm. Maybe like like how a tune has to be funny. Maybe Eddie just has to be a little bit. Uh... It has to be as dramatic as possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was thinking this because we were talking about the tune having to be funny stuff. And we mentioned we've talked a lot about how Eddie has some toony qualities to him, like intentionally. And it's not just the clowning that he does a lot. Um, visually, he has some toony things. So I kind of wonder if Eddie... Like he can't, he can't help doing some toony stuff too. You know, I think that makes sense in this reality. Yeah, I cannot figure out how much time passes between doing this fake out and the uh, the weasel shooting in the door because there had to be enough time for him to fill up that sink, get Roger in there comfortably, make it clear to Roger that he's going to have to stay in the sink during all of this. Comfortably, you're making a lot of assumptions. <laughs> Roger does not look comfortable. There's nothing that makes me think Eddie is at all concerned about Roger's comfort in this scene. Like, tunes have to breathe, right? I, I, according to this, they have to breathe. But what happens if they don't? I don't think they have to breathe. I don't think they have to breathe. Plenty you can of, find plenty one. of cartoons where Bugs Bunny is chasing someone underwater for the entire cartoon or whatever. So, so why does Roger have to come up for air in the middle of this? Come on, you know it's... the answer to that. <laughs> Anything of, why does point. Roger do this is the answer is going to be because 
it is at least attempting to be funny. So because <laughs> somebody thinks it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. I, I think I think you're giving Eddie too much credit on the like him trying to make Roger comfortable thing, but I think you're also giving him too much credit that you don't think his sink wasn't just sitting full of water. That's a good point. Given the level of cleanliness and hygiene we've seen from Eddie, like he definitely and there's a lot of dirty dishes in there. There's he definitely just had a yeah. gross sink full of dirty water. This man does his dishes with his laundry in the same right. place at the same time. That's a right. good point. Yeah. So yeah, this is definitely a case of the physics of the tunes being different because Roger is, he seems like he's about like three feet tall, maybe two and a half, three feet tall. There's no way he could fit. Like if you had a person the side, there's no way he could, you know, he's has to be squished in there like a foam, you know, texture, which is fine. You know, he's a tune. So yeah. Yeah. They can shrink and grow and do all sorts of crazy stuff as the as needed. So uh yeah, maybe part of him is is down the drain. I don't know how uh how that's working, but yeah, definitely contorting him in in some sort of way. Which I, I also love so just in that same realm when it's smart ass, that's the that's the pink weasel. That's pink yeah, that's the head weasel. weasel, yeah. Head weasel. Um when he is coming up to Eddie's at the sink and he's got Roger in under the water and uh smartass walks up to to threaten Eddie like where's a rabbit you know and he pulls up a chair because he's short it's just such a good gag that he has to pull up a chair and stand on it you know and like tune physics like he should be able to kind of just grow or stretch or jump up on something um uh, or just stretch his arm up you know to Eddie's head but instead he pulls up a chair because it's funny (laughs) <laughs> yeah we've we've had two lines from greasy weasel and both of them had ended with avos um and um i feel like it's a character you probably could do these days yeah you could definitely not do greasy weasel that would be yeah. uh be pretty you do the crazy one could you do that guy, the guy that, the uh, the oh, that's borderline i'm thinking no i'm thinking that would not fly currently yeah um i think a lot of the weasels would not fly you cannot have the smoking weasel either so oh, yeah look at that yeah all these weasels are problematic mm, i love that they work. animated the smoke instead mm. of having it be real smoke i i just think that's a cool little detail yeah, because the bullets they shoot seem to be real bullets. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It, by the way, I'm also pretty sure that um, the smoking would be the thing that's censored now and not the giant gun that he's walking around percent. with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. A thousand percent. I This brings me back to my question from last episode again, which is like, what? what is what? What are these weasels' jobs? Like what? Who, they're just allowed to take a machine gun to shoot a door open, which probably doesn't have that great of a lock on it because it's Eddie Valiant's office. Yeah. Well, this is the forties. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We're at war in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like that uh, Eddie does say, "Oh, I didn't hear you come in." After they just shot uh, the lock off of the machine gun, so that was—it's uh, a glass window. They easily just could have broken the window and then just reached in, but. Wouldn't be funny. It is funnier to cut to machine gun a square around the whole thing. And, and uh, so he got us. Yeah. And only a tune would believe that excuse that he didn't hear them either. It like calculates with them. Like they're, um, 
they're they're very not observant too because they walk right in and um it takes them a while to notice that eddie's in the room yeah well they are weasels they're not like they're not owls (laughs) it's a good thing it's not the owl patrol that would go very differently for them they're much smarter they're um uh, i mean smartass's whole deal is that he uses the wrong words all the time in this scene he says yeah. corrugated instead of um corroborated and then he says something else um yeah yeah i had to look up corrugated because i thought i had the word wrong in my head and i realized oh okay yeah it's it's smart ass did you guys already talk about david lander no no oh the voice actor who does the voice of the, the head of the weasels Oh well, we probably we probably mentioned him back. Uh... Oh, Squiggy from he's most yes. famous for being Squiggy from Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, yeah. we did talk about that, but I had forgotten. And the whole time I was watching this, I was like, God, that voice sounds familiar. Like it's so it's such a unique and like identifiable voice. Yeah, yeah. He apparently did a lot of uh, animation voices uh, in the the second half of his career because uh, he had a lot of health. Uh, problems, but uh, I was surprised to learn he was on uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Was he really? A reoccurring character? No, only one episode. He was in the episode Peak Performance, Mm. which might be, he just played a technician, so it's not like he, you know, had a a big part or anything, but uh, I'm curious to see it. Why would you get Squiggy on Star Trek and not give him a sizable role? That doesn't make any sense to me. I know, well, like I said, he was uh, he uh, was uh, had MS, so I'm not sure how much of his uh, he was able to do a lot of voice work, but I'm not sure how much like you know mm-hmm. acting on on stage and everything he was he was doing around that time. So I don't know what the I don't know if it was just a little you know he was visiting the set one day and they said oh yeah why don't you play a technician or or what the deal was. So I don't know the the part, so I can't uh, testify. But uh, he was also played Squiggy on Happy Days. I was happy to see because you know they are part of the happy days universe so but the fact that he played squiggy on happy days i thought that was a nice right. little bit of a along with mark too right mark mark, is... was a, mark and laverne and shirley are both spin-offs of happy days wow do you think happy days exists within this uh within this tune world or do you think much like maltese falcon it is also erased from this from this universe well, in both cases, they haven't happened yet because ha- the Happy Days takes place in the fifties. So it's, uh, I'm going to say this is takes place in the same universe as Happy Days. Sure. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. Okay, yeah. Well, the Fonz was also they did an animated Laverne and Shirley and an animated Fonz show. So I don't know other toon versions of them walking around. Oh, there would have to be. Yeah. That's... Yeah, they don't really go into cartoon versions of real people. In the in the movie, they don't. Yeah, I have to look out for that, but I can't think of any. David Lander, happy to hear him doing the voice of the weasel, and I like the weasels. I like the fact that they all have different looks. I think that's a really nice attention to detail that they all have kind of their own theme going on. It's kind of cool. It looks really cool that walk that they do into the apartment right after they shoot the door, and you see them all walking in there. Um, yeah. Just, uh, with their various weapons. That's kind of a, a they they care about an entrance, the weasels, because they did that they earlier in the when they sort of roll out of the car, out of the PT cruiser, uh, back at the warehouse. 
they they do the same thing. It's it's one of those things where if you pause it, it would definitely be one of those memes like, why do they look like they're about to drop the hottest album of the summer? Like that's exactly what they <laughs> look like when they're coming out of the PT Cruiser, and they do that again here. So it's it's a I think they might choreograph. Hmm. Cor- yeah. right? Corrugated? Yeah, they might. <laughs> they might. They, cor- they corrugate. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I w- I should have mentioned this back in minute forty, way way back then. But uh, one thing I was shocked watching it for for this. I've not seen it probably for twenty five years. Uh, I was I was amazed at how hand drawn the animation looked. Like it mm-hmm. looks, it has that human imperfection that I feel like modern line animation. Mm-hmm you know is better but it, it was kind of nice seeing that human you know like it was definitely these are animated cartoons because i guess now cgi animation is so smooth and and you know indistinguishable Perfect. a lot of times from mm-hmm. from reality it was it was kind of cool seeing that that human touch in it so yeah i think that was a necessity just to get it to align with the the live action that was happening, oh, sure. but yeah, yeah, I think yeah. definitely for the best because it looks it it looks so cool, right? And also it was you know it's kind of a, a a probably a lost art in a way because you know even people who are now being trained to do animation probably don't do it the same way that they were doing it back with Roger Rabbit. So yeah, it's um it's, it's pretty magical, and um, I, I'm always curious to hear people's opinions who've now grown up on more 3D animation of like right. the responses to this because it seems yeah. like it's it's positive for the most part. People still like the 2D style. Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of like kids cartoons or like modern you know kids animation that I think still looks like that. You know, yeah. like more on Pokemon, TV, probably for instance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more tv probably than theatrical animation yeah yeah so, for sure uh, this is another this is another minute where like the i mean i i suppose every minute where there's animation and live action in this is like this but they're the shadows and stuff are so good in this there's you know when smart ass is up in eddie's face there's the shadow of the gun on eddie's face and it's just i an animated shadow right no 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 real shadow Huh, because I feel yeah. like there was a scene before where they showed Roger and he was casting a shadow, but the shadow was clearly animated on the wall. I uh, There might be. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's a mix, it depending yeah. on the shot and everything, if they yeah. can pull it off. But uh, the idea of a cartoon character casting a cartoon shadow was a weird <laughs> existential, like, what does that mean? Is that like the... Anyway, yeah. this whole this whole movie is an existential crisis, though. Yeah, I mean, like really that's is. that's all this is. This is this is our own personal existential crisis as told through Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But we're yeah. really opening Pandora's box by picking this movie to run with because we had no idea we were going to raise the questions we did, but we can never go back now. No, you can't unsee what is seen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a future minute, not too long, where shadows are really, really big deal and really, really complicated because uh, it's got to be a mix between both the sha- both real shadows of objects, Eddie's shadow, Roger's shadow, and uh, I Ooh. cannot imagine what the animators went through. <laughs> uh, so Eddie, Eddie uh, when he shows him the laundry, he, he asks what's in there, he shows him the laundry, and Smartass covers his nose like it smells. But isn't that a freshly washed piece of laundry? Is this just the the, the sink water? It's, it's washed in his sink, and it's a sock. 
Yeah. And that's like and, a time old gag, right? Like the smelly yeah. sock. And the weasels might have a heightened sense of smell that we don't have, but also, of course, it's funny, so they kind of are dictated by the, you know, yeah, the rules yeah, of you... the tune rule, tune tune rules. <laughs> the rule, so, uh, yeah. Rules. He, do... <laughs> he does say C as a response to this, which a uh, little bit of Spanglish in uh, in Roger Rabbit. <laughs> uh, I do notice Wheezy, Wheezy, uh, Weasel, uh, not to be confused with Wheezy Jefferson, uh, makes a very heavy wheezing sound in this minute that I did not notice uh, he made before. Um, no, Which color closer. Weasel is he? Weasel is the smoking one, okay. the, the one holding the giant gun. Is he the yeah. one that turns into a ghost later? An angel? Uh, well, multiple of them. Oh, because he looked. I had to like double check it because he because of the animated smoke around him, and then he's kind of like grayish colored. I was like, wait, is he is one of the weasels already a ghost? Because he has he looks kind of ghosty. If they can become ghosts, does that mean they die? I think there's multiple ways to die. I think there's like dying and becoming a ghost, and your spirit still exists in the cartoon world and can maybe find a. Uh, uh, corporal body again and then there's uh there's dying dying where you're just completely erased from life in the first category i'm gonna say it's probably like kenny mccormick where they <laughs> die but then they just show up again and there's no explanation for for and no one even asks for an explanation as to why they came back so yeah probably something like that it's um it's cartoon and soap opera rules those are the same same yeah. set of rules <laughs> yeah yeah, because cartoon characters would occasionally die. You'd occasionally see like uh, Daffy Duck get shot, and then you see him up in heaven at the end, or something like that, as some sort of yeah. cartoon heaven, and then he makes it back again. So the the two after, but those are those are cart those are cartoons. So that's probably like a set and everything. Mm, so it's just it's just part of a bit. He's not really not really done. Yeah, right. Anyway. Yeah, definitely definitely well, another question for Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, just this week alone is going to be a whole week of follow-ups. Yeah, we've got the rest of his career set. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's time for everyone's favorite segment of the show. Of course, I am talking about Friday with Nish. It's Friday with Nish. Who want a dish? Tell your mother. Tell your shrink. Tell us, Nish, what do you think? Yeah. Friday with Nish is where our friend Nish gives us a call, or we give him a call. I don't know. I think I say it differently every week. But one of us gives the other one a call, and we see what he thinks about these three minutes of the movie. Let's, uh, let's give him a call. Hey, Nish. Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, how are you doing? I'm great. Uh, thanks for calling. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, good. I'm, I've got like, established. I call. I feel like I call you a lot more often than you call me, and so this is a great. <laughs> it's great to have the roles reversed here. Surprise. So uh, you watched minutes forty through forty-two of the movie. Uh, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on these three minutes? Uh, they were a lot of fun. I think the movie. Um, had some physical comedy in these three scenes that was uh, kind of made it 
less dark and more fun. So I enjoyed these three minutes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little, uh, a little levity. I mean, I guess uh, levity for a three minutes that include a uh, weasel sticking a gun at someone. Oh, yeah. There was shooting for sure. <laughs> there was shooting. <laughs> Yeah, we have uh, we have Eddie seems to be really thrown into the thick of things. Uh, he's it looks like he's helping out Roger though. Yeah, I think uh, it's interesting. He's uh, still figure, I think he still feels a little bit stuck, uh, but he's not complaining a whole lot about it. He could complain more, um, but it seems like Roger is coming across like a likable rabbit in these. In these minutes, more recent minutes, he is, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. kind of... Has that changed your thoughts at all about his level of guilt? I don't think Roger did it. Man. I don't know. I'm with not Roger not having done it and only mm -hmm. getting framed. Um, I think the physical comedy was fun in the closet and then he handcuffed, which was great. Um, but Roger is kind of like his comedy is little bit he makes a he's still making comments about um eddie being an alcoholic which i don't know why it's so fun why are they making fun of a full-blown alcoholic and trying to find humor there where, you know he looks yeah. at his brother's picture and says oh he looks sober like, you know, like that. yeah kind of an, an unnecessary cheap shot at uh at eddie there yeah i think very consistent in this movie uh I don't know. They're... Yeah, maybe it's a little shame uh, trying to uh, trying to get Eddie to uh, to want to get help. I mean, it's it's hard maybe. to tell. I feel like the movie so old that the message is, "Don't worry, kids. Drink all you want. It's all <laughs> it's all good. Everybody likes." Classic classic message of the eighties is uh, "Drink all you want." Yeah. <laughs> We get we get an interrogation scene, or at least part of an interrogation scene in here too. Um, well, I, I guess first of all, what do you think of um, what do you think of the fact that Eddie decides to help Roger? Is this surprising at all? Is this expected? I know I was expecting it. I was feel like this is becoming a little bit of a buddy comedy, which they're not buddies, but uh, it's like the classic, you know, connected by fate kind of a scenario adventure. Uh, yeah, connected by Yeah, and handcuffs and handcuffs like makes for such like that's like a pretty standard. This is a Hollywood plot, like you know, it's um, there was no other reason for them to hang out now, they're connected. And also, he's already declared he doesn't have a key for the handcuffs, so we don't know. I think there's many more minutes of them just hanging out like that. Uh, and the comedy, physical comedy, and cartoon comedy is so much better when uh, with handcuffs in place. Yeah, when when the characters have to be attached to each other. Yeah, I thought he would stick him into into his pants because that could also work. But <laughs> for any particular reason, uh, you you thought he would go into his pants instead of his uh, shirt. I think it's more. Well, he was in uh, where he was in the water, right? I think he would. Mm -hmm. It just makes it's just more stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit, little bit more ridiculous to have a rabbit in your pants. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it could still happen. There's so much 
movie left. <laughs> There's plenty of time for Roger to wind up in Eddie's pants. I, I think he should. <laughs> Is Do you feel uh, a little bit worried for Roger at this point? I mean, where we left off, we have the weasels inside of the apartment with, uh, with a gun there, and Roger's right there in the sink. Yeah, I think I'm not worried because I think it's just going to be the stakes are going to become higher and higher, right? If it's a good adventure, it just should become riskier and riskier. And they just have to still come through it. Um, but I think, yeah, and they've set it up, right? Like Eddie has to help Roger, right? He said like there's, you know, there's no justice for tunes in this world. And so he's like, well... It's like, if he doesn't save him, then it's on him. Uh, and so these three minutes kind of established, like this is now the movie, rest of it. Uh, plus, I think he can help Eddie in solving some of the case. Like, I think he might, in his own... Oh, you think Roger might have some sleuthing skills that's... He'll yeah. just throw in a line out there and that will just click like aha moment in Eddie. It's like classic, right? Like, just somebody says something stupid. And the guy who's thinking about it deeply suddenly realizes like, oh, I, the clue was always right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes you just need a cartoon rabbit to be able to see it. This is, this is I think I figured out the movie. No, <laughs> this movie will not be able to surprise me. <laughs> no, no surprises left. Well, we still got like a little bit over half of the movie left. Yeah, I, I guess like what could happen then is well, there are multiple, the conspiracy involves multiple people. I think everyone will be coming in. They have to tackle each one individually. Who's the, who's the bad judge? Oh yeah, Judge <laughs> Doom. Yeah. I mean, that guy needs to be dealt with. These so are just the minions, you know, right now, like in the last three scenes, like. Right. A lot to deal with. Yeah. Plus like some mysteries will be uncovered. Some new characters are going to, uh, some characters are going to be shown in a new light based on mm -hmm. the investigation so there's more villains to be you know uh defined and tackled with so i mean there's a lot of work needs to be done here so you think uh you think this is a conspiracy and you think that judge doom is one of the people involved in this conspiracy corrupt, corrupt guy mm -hmm. corrupt guy like there is no way that judge can be redeemed in the next whatever minutes are left <laughs> Yeah, you don't think he's going to have a redemption? Yeah, he melted the tune down. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it is hard to come back from uh, from viciously murdering a uh, a cartoon shoe, especially when you're a judge. When uh, you're supposed to be upholding law. It's bad. It's a bad character. But he's, I, I don't think he's the main, main villain. He's just a, mm. he's just a bad guy. Who, who do you think is the main villain? Well... Who's going to gain the most? There are like multiple gains to be had, right? One is, the question is, is there financial gain just out of the killing that happened? Or there's additional gain to be had by framing Roger. I think framing Roger, killing and framing Roger are both go hand to hand. Like both had to be done. It's not, they didn't just pick a random tune. Like I think it had to be Roger that had to be framed. And so some financial motive is attached to him. Yeah, or maybe I'm overthinking it. There's only so many minutes left. I don't know how much can be done here. <laughs> well, as of right now, this was minute 
42. So we have 62 minutes left of the movie. Yeah, it can be done. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and do you think Roger's going to be okay in the end? I think Roger's going to be okay. I. Yeah, he'll be okay, 100%. Mm-hmm. He's going to be okay from a criminal point of view. But there might be things that he might learn about himself and might want to become a better tool. And maybe <laughs> that right. his tool wife doesn't have to go around, you know, hanging out with non-tunes. <laughs> are, you, are you against tunes hanging out with non-tunes? I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm just saying his wife can also hang out and have as many affairs, but not because of his personality. <laughs> right. Got to be, got to be some sort of agreement between Roger and, and Jessica. Yeah, eth- ethical non-monogamy. <laughs> yeah, ethical non-tune monogamy. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts for these particular minutes? Um. No, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, tunes are, tunes are pretty oppressed in this movie. And so I'm rooting for the tunes, mm. um, except the bad one, bad tunes who are, who are shooting around. <laughs> like like the weasels. The weasels. Mm. Yeah. Why do you think, uh, why do you think they're doing this? I mean, what option do they have? Like they're just, they're hired guns, literally. So they're just part of the system. <laughs> right. We right. need to correct the system. <laughs> is that something you're hoping for by the end of the movie too? Is that this whole system gets corrected? I don't think the whole system will be corrected. I think some of the bad players will go away. Uh, and, you know, overall, I think the general tune major population will be slightly happier mm-hmm. than it was before. Great. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a very optimistic thought. Uh, so, new question, and that is: Do you have any predictions for the next three minutes of the movie? Next three minutes, I think the the baby baby tune is gonna make a comeback. I don't know if it's gonna happen in the next three minutes or not, but next minutes or so, because he's already kind of been a supporter of like Roger in some way. You know, he's going to, he's a tune after, after all. And so he's going to do something more in this movie. Uh, maybe use his celebrity for the, for the sake of Roger. <laughs> and then in the next three minutes, they could also visit the lady in the bar at his love interest. And because that's, you know, where do you go when you're hiding? Go to the bartender that you know. <laughs> right. And I think that's always like a great, great place to go. Mm. To the, and gives you an opportunity, you know, to make amends in a relationship. That's a, that's a good point. No better way to make amends than hiding a fugitive. Hiding, a, yeah. Is that so, yeah. Eddie is not a fugitive, but... <laughs> <laughs> He will become one. (laughs) And he is directly handcuffed to one. He's handcuffed to one, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, bartender girlfriend is coming back. Baby is coming back. 
And I mean, Roger's wife is going to make a comeback, but I don't know if it's next three minutes as a stretch. Mm. Any last thoughts about anything? I think he has to be in his pants at one point. You pee his pants? Oh, be in his pants. Yeah. Be in his yeah. pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if he's in his pants, that would be funny. Here's the thing. That's what they should do now. Go back and fix the film. He should be in his pants and Roger should take a leak or some kind of a liquid <laughs> thing. And it looks like, like Eddie has pissed and he has to kind of justify it in a... Sh- all right, so Steven Spielberg, if you're listening, uh, make an updated version of this movie where that happens. I forget that Steven Spielberg made this movie. Yeah, yeah, he's responsible, and I think Steven Spielberg uh, has been known to update his movies, so uh, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Nish. I can't wait to hear your thoughts about the next three minutes and see if you're right about them. All right. So uh, I'll watch those and I'll uh, call you right back when I've seen those. Okay. Sounds great. All right. And you'll call me just to clarify. I will call. I will call (laughs) next time. (laughs) All right. Great. Thanks. Bye, Nish. All right. Thanks for the call. Bye. Well, uh, my MVP for this minute is it's smart ass weasel. Um, this whole minute is is just a tight one minute of material for for smart ass to just you know show us his stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's yeah. like it's like here I am, everybody. <laughs> Here's what I do. Uh, so that's <laughs> it's yeah. him. He's great. And and I'll give a I'll give an MVP, and it's the same as yours, Annie. Because anytime my boys, the weasels, are on screen. They're the MVP of the minute. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, so that is it for today. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Alex. It was awesome. Oh, it's been my pleasure. I love it. It was, it was so great fun. to meet you. To meet you guys. Thanks for having me on. Can you please tell our listeners where they can find you at? Well, in addition to uh, Star Wars Minute, I do a podcast called The Godfather Minute, where my brother and I, it's a family affair, we go through uh, The Godfather movies one minute at a time. Um, We are currently into Godfather 2. So, and if you're familiar with The Godfather movies, they are very long. So doing one episode a week, we're in for a long, I think we're somewhere in the 50s right now. I think we have to go up to like 170 so we have like another at least another two years in this project. So uh, <laughs> yeah, get yourselves lucky, and hopefully they make another Godfather movie in that time too. Well, there's three still out there, but we're we're unsure if we're going to go on to three after we finish two. We might have to oh, be like too old, maybe mm. old, too old to continue. <laughs> you have to, you're going to have to like designate in your will who's going to take over, like when you buy a parrot. Oh, or you know, maybe we'll do like you. You can inherit the money, but first you have to do all of Godfather <laughs> Three before you can get the. Uh, oh, that's that's a rough deal. Okay, if you want out, if you want it, you gotta you gotta you gotta earn it. And if you haven't seen the Godfather, there's a character Fredo who's basically smart ass as a person. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go with that. And you also get to answer the burning question: Who is the real Alex Robinson? You'll never know. Another <laughs> <laughs> <Another> hypothetical. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We're a Dueling Genre podcast. You can find all their podcasts on duelinggenre.com and click on the link to support. And you can join our Facebook group at Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit listeners. Thanks again, and we will see you on Monday for minute 43 of Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs>